Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Trusted by 6.30 Chad Digitex. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Our River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. And you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. With over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory, Heartland Ford is one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford with their new state-of-the-art facility out in Fort Saskatchewan. It is a Tuesday. That means Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. We will tell you guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. John and the staff at Japanese Village, they'll take care of you. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. And... Still got a couple spots left on our Oilers Now New West Travel Road Trips. We're going to go to Nashville and Vegas to see in two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. These Oilers Now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, and a private suite in Vegas. All your transportation will have welcome receptions as well with myself and special guests parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these roadies in Nashville and Vegas for the Oilers Now Road Trips. Call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Stoffer Inspector again for HRA. All right, you had a question for me, Mark. Was I ducking the issue there in that last segment or what's going on here? Yeah, what's, now you bring up that you think uh, Yamamoto's coming up and you always know this stuff and you you start dropping it out ahead of time, right? So that when it happens, people go, hey, wait a second. I thought Bob said that. So I, would, I wanted to ask you to come clean. I said in the say, next two weeks. How is do what you I know said. it's going to happen? Who because told I'm, I'm no Sources. One. I want sources. Uh, well, what does a good reporter never do? Come on, Bob. Never reveal. Just look at look at the deployment of the So um, I asked Hitch about Yesipol. You were flying in that day when the coaching yep. change was met. And I asked about you know, deployment of younger players. And uh, I asked Peter Shrelly about that as well. Take a look at the body of work with Hitch in Dallas last year. What did he do? 
He stuck with some guys that went through some. T- Do you know what the plus minus was for Devin Shore last year? No. Nope. Minus 30. Ouch. Stuck with him. Okay. No kidding. They had some hard miles with Radic Faxa and Matthias Janmark coming back from a significant injury. Yep. Stuck with them. And Faxa's they just they player. just kept those were their guys and they kept playing them. Okay. Hey. And I'm looking at the situation here. How would you su- suggest the Oilers secondary scoring has been? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> non existent? No, they're they're you know that that um that uh, third line they're playing with Cassian and Lucic, yeah, and Brozziak, yeah, the identity call, line. The identity. I think that they're going to change the name of that line, Bob. They're going to call them the Legion of Gloom. The Legion of Gloom. <laughs> you know what? They got the puck all night. Milan Lucic said it best the other day. He said, "Oh, great, we have the puck all night." I said it after the other. He was frustrated at the other yeah. game. He said, "We're getting lots of chances. Great." He says, "We got to score." Right, all the fans out there that are saying that about Lucic, he agrees with you. Right, he totally yep. agrees. It's great to have a good Corsi. Corsi doesn't win you jack. Right, goals yep. win you things, and well, they got to well, score, man. All right, so 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 the secondary scoring's been poor. They bring in Ryan Spooner. There's not a lot there that I've seen yet that could change at any time. Five games in, let's give him a chance. He's got to get more integrated one shot with the on team. Goal on the road trip, Bob. Yeah, uh, very. Uh, Any the guy he got traded for. We should, whether or not people want to believe this or not, because Ryan Strom didn't exactly knock it out of the park, yes. but he was well-liked in the Oilers' room. Yep. And uh, the Stroms and the McDavid's are friends. Those sort of things, you Well, know, that's fine. Like, I get I know, how well-like is being important, Bob. I'm not picking my team around Connor McDavid's friends. It's what can you do for me, right? Play, what right? Can you, but in, so, and, anyways, and Ryan didn't Spooner, Spooner's, got, Spooner's got to get going here. Here's what I foresee happening, Mr. Specter. Okay, I think it is a possibility at some time in maybe as early as middle of December that we may see Kyler Yamamoto, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and yes, Paul Yarby on the line together. Okay, why not? It's not like you've had guys crushing it out of the park in secondary support scoring roles. So you got a couple picks there. They're your guys. Yamamoto, it, it's interesting. The guys, the sense I get is they kind of like Yam. Like with Paul Yarby, there's there's questions. He's got a and and Hitch prove has got he's an NHL player. He's got to prove he's an NHL player, and Hitch has got to uh, you know first get him to play the right way, and then Paul Yarby to get engaged and and become part of the process here and use that big frame. In in Yamamoto's case, I don't think he any everyone anyone sat there and said he doesn't play the like he does some good little things. What did he? Why do they send him down? He needs to score. Yeah. So maybe he goes down for another week to ten games, uh, ten days. But I'm looking at this team going. There's there's a, there's a shortage of skill in the support roles. To me, logic would dictate that he's going to get a recall, and that recall doesn't necessarily have to be two months from now. It could well, be this is the vicious cycle that the Oilers have been in for low these many years, Bob. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not developing Jesse Pugliarvi or Kyler Yamamoto with their best interests in mind. You're developing them with your NHL roster's best interests in mind. And your NHL roster, I think it's fair to say, hasn't been good enough, missed the playoffs 11 out of 12 years. So now you're making decisions on development based on a not a good enough roster, and it's a negative deficit here, man. It's it's not, you know. I'm here to tell you, 
pull Yarvey down for four games? Did he develop in four games, Bob? Did no. he improve in four All right. games? All right. No. But, but Mark, there's another right? part he's of it. He's not ready. He's not Hitchcock, an NHL player. Hitchcock. If all right, so you make the change. Great. He's so. What happens if he plays ten games for Hitchcock and we're back to where we were? Now what? Now you failed under two coaches, and now you're going back to the minors. Now you've crushed this kid. They've pushed the the critical mass point on Pulyarvi. It should have come in like Feb or March or next season. It's in the next three weeks. All of a sudden, this kid's ready for sink or swim. Second coach. You know how Miko, huge pressure. If it doesn't happen, then what, Bob? Do you think Miko Rantanen's a good player? Yeah. Do you know how he did the first 25, 30 games that he played with uh, the big boys? Whatever. Struggle City. Sure. Okay. What do they have to, other than being from the same country, what similarities do they both have? All right. Have? They're both like six foot four right wings, and there was a transition issue that took place. Mm-hmm. Now, in fairness to Colorado, they started ranting up, and then he pretty much spent the rest of his first pro year down on the minors. Yep. Then the second year, he struggled. They had a terrible team that year. Scored 20 goals. Scored 20 goals. Uh, but I, I know because I had like, I had somebody run the numbers for me on this, you know, and it was Ugg City. I mean, it was brutal like, for him. I did all the same things in my career as Cam Cole. I worked at the Gateway. I started at the Journal. I covered all the same things he covered. I can't write as good as him, Bob. Well, you're not as smart, and you're not as nice. He's a, guy a better writer than me. Just because those guys come from the city, if they both came from Canada, would we say, "Wow, well, hey"? Well, you actually, know, Mark, if you he's mu- a Canadian. Mark, you say that, but right. Paul Yarby was regarded as a better prospect than Miko Rantanen. Yeah, my, great. All right, just, 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 just hear me out here, Mark. Here's what they did. So he was a 2015 draft. Okay, P- Rantanen played nine games, went the rest of the year down to San Antonio, did a good job, was better than a point per game, and Paul Yarby when he went down the uh, in his first year. He, he was not better than a point per game. I do not believe the Oilers had an ideal coaching situation. Anybody that has listened to the show knows that I was concerned about the structure of the Oilers' development at that time. I think they're at a much better place right now. The next year, he actually uh, pl- started the year with San Antonio. Then he went and played for Colorado. He went minus 25 and scored 20 goals and 38 points. Second year pro. Okay. Okay. Just, just, just. All right. Okay. So- they stuck with them in the top six every game. They went through the the headaches. Now, way less pressure playing in Colorado than there is in Edmonton. I think we can establish yeah. that. That team didn't make the playoffs. Right? There are people I, – I used to bring up Blake Wheeler, and people go, oh, you can't bring up Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler's a 90-point guy. Well, Blake Wheeler took a long time to develop. There's people that don't think that uh, Paul Yarby's going to be a player until he's 22 or 23. But the point is, you brought Hitch no, in. That's fine. I'm you okay brought, if you tell me you're going to get that guy when he's 22. You I'll brought sign Hitch up for that in, right now. and he's had one full practice. Says, you know what? If we're going to have point, let's just get him here now. Get him under my. I want to work with this guy. I, I Mark. There's no wrong or right answer on yeah, this. Yeah, there is. There's a wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't believe it. I hope and, he's. And I'm not saying let's let's get our ground rules straight. I'm not taking this stance because I don't think yes, Puyarvi can play. I'm not saying it because I don't think he's a good player. I'm saying it because he's not ready to be in this position where he's hit sink or swim moment here in the NHL. He's not ready for it, right? Maybe he'll do it, and maybe I'm wrong. But I'll tell you, if he hit this moment six months from now or a year from now Paul or Yarby, three months from Paul now, Yarby had feel 12, a lot better about it. Paul Yarby had 12 goals and 20 points in 65 games in his second pro year, okay? 
Ranton had a 2015-35. Ranton spent his entire time playing basically on the top line, and the Oilers had Paul Yarby anywhere between lines one to three, but mostly lines three. So when you factor in who he was playing with and some of the offensive challenges, his numbers second-year pro were quite comparable to where the difference is they stuck with him, and then they carried forward the next year, and he crushed it. So And now Ranton is leading the NHL. Don't get me wrong. I, I, that's, that's an incredibly high ceiling for him to reach. I'm just saying that they stuck with him. You don't give him the spot. You give him the spot if you don't have enough guys that can play in those areas. And maybe what we're seeing is the Oilers actually don't have as. Oh, so what I'm saying no to you. question that they're shy on, on offensive okay. wingers. No so, question. All right. And that, my friend, is why there is going to be an opportunity for Kyler Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. You just said it. They're shy of oh. offensive wingers. Absolutely for sure. Right? Absolutely for sure. So you are agreeing with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess we're, we've gone full circle. If you're telling me that we're going to sacrifice prospects that aren't ready because our NHL roster isn't good enough, then we're in agreement on that. Because that's exactly what, in my opinion, we've watched it for so long. Kids who aren't ready get way too much NHL ice time in Edmonton. It's only been going on, Bob, since about 2005. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Now, I know oh, a lot of people out there whoa, saying, whoa, whoa, They've been doing that for too long. Boy, you're an stained wretch. You know what you are? You're a bitter writer that doesn't realize that the medium has shifted. Okay. The power has been moved away from the writers. So you're, what happened in 2005 that saw this change occur? I don't know. The salary cap. You have to have production from entry-level players. Oh, my God. Okay? Really? Yes. It's a, it's the whole key to running. Bit, there's, guy, there's, there's lawyers driving around town right now that own their own firms go, God, damn it, I got to get production out of my articling oh, student. You got to get production out of young, different. cheap labor. That is how the world works, yeah. Mark. And in a capped system, you have to have production from players on entry level contracts. Sure, you do. You have to have production from, you said, since 2005. What happened in 2005? Yeah, but it hasn't worked here. When the, when the Dallas. It hasn't worked here. Right? It hasn't worked. They've damaged more young players. Justin Schultz comes in here and he's running the power play. How'd that work for you, Bob? Mark. Right? And that's just one of It's many. their support players that weren't good enough. Oh, well, I, you figure out who's at fault. I'm telling you that the young guy You sat there and played ju- if they would have got a 28-year-old if they would have gotten a 28-year-old Nick Schultz or a 28-year-old Andrew Ference, Justin Schultz would have been able to swim a little bit easier. Okay, if my if my aunt was my uncle, what would she have, Bob? What would she have? Right? You know what she'd have. You got <laughs> No balls. <laughs> the, you have to have production from entry-level players. Sure you Today's do. younger player is more confident than ever before. Absolutely. Right? Sure. There's The orders right now have not had a consistent production from a secondary scoring perspective. No, sir, they have not. Ken Hitchcock just went through an experience in Dallas where he was one of the guys that pushed through with young players and... They had like a 35-point separation between their top three scores last year, mm-hmm. right? And they, and, and, and they got three, right? So you're looking at right now, if you're looking at McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins, you, as of right now, you got three players on better than a 75-point pace this season, very similar to what Dallas had. And then yeah. you have a massive drop-off to the next level because I don't think we think that Alex Chason can continue this. So if, you, if you're sitting there going, well, you know, we don't. We have a little bit of lack of skill. We just gotta ride with these guys. It's kind of what Dallas decided to do. That's kind of how it works, Mark. Mm-hmm. That is how it works. You have to get production out of those guys. 
Ah, it's fun. It's fun stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Ever since 2005. Precisely, Mark, when the salary cap yeah. came in. Yeah. Because before, from you know, when the Oilers would sit there and play Dallas in the playoffs, uh, 97 to 03, they were taking a pocket knife to a gunfight. No Dallas was playing with a $75 million sure. team, and the Oilers were playing with a $30 million yeah. team. No, there's no question. There's your no friends question. are texting to tell you you're right and I'm wrong, and my friends are telling me, oh, wait, I don't have any. So, <laughs> no, there's no question that you need uh, you need support scoring. You need guys on entry level pro- uh, contracts, particularly when McDavid and Drysdale make 21 and a half together. I get all that. There's no question about it. But if they're not ready and they're being force-fed the minutes, it doesn't help the prospect. That's all I'm saying. Uh, this organization gave out a bunch of $6 million deals to guys a few years ago. Taylor Hall's deal. Yeah, he's the only guy worth it. Thank you. You don't uh, think Nugent Hopkins? Well, finally, he is this year. How many years into the deal is he? I don't think you're giving him his due respect. He's a good, good, good player. He's an excellent two-way good player. player. I'm that's, all for it. That's what, but, that's that, what those guys get. They get $6 bucks. No, not when they're... Opening their second contract, they shouldn't. Anyway, but you the know point what? is, there's a theme here of too much, too soon. You would have been a great shop steward for a union, no, because no, no, you would no, have made no. sure. Oh, I no, know no. this guy works three times harder than him, but damn it, he has a, the guy that's been there 12 years. He's got to get paid more I'll than nine, what. even though he does half the I'll work. I'll tell you why I'm going to win this argument, Bob. Because in professional sports, we can talk and talk and talk and talk, and it comes down to W's, right? It comes yeah. down to W's. And if you can look at the amount of W's compiled in this fair city over the last 12 years and tell me that things are going good, I'm going to buy you dinner. Mark? Right? And that's, I think, where we are. However it's been going, probably should part, change to part, an extent. Part of the challenge that has taken place is you needed to keep down the path you were going, and, you, and some of the support guys that have been brought in here, you've had to, you, you've had to overpay to get them in, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the day, they couldn't deliver at the stage it's of the career that they were. decisions that you do over yeah. oh, again. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. What about tonight? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back on Oilers Now. That was a good one. That was old school. <laughs> this is Oilers Now. This is Ryan E. Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. You can text us at 630, 630. All right, let's blast through a bunch. Here we go. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta. I think you guys like that one. Way to stick to your gun spec. It's in conversations like this that Bob gets a reputation of being a homer. Uh, who's the last player you've seen the Oilers develop in front of your eyes? McDavid aside. I don't know. Did they develop Clef Bob? Would you say he was developed by the orders? That's one. 
definitely not a Bob friend, but Mark is in so over his head, his hockey version is warped. With all due respect, uh, you can tell who's paid by OEG and who isn't. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. The Haas says, Spec, you're wrong. Nugent Hopkins has earned his money every year. Uh, you've got Topher behind you, Spec, out of Red Deer. So that must mean that you're 100% uh, got it right here. Bob, say what you want about yes to Paul Yarvey, but history has shown... History, where did that go? Because it's a really good one. That the Oilers blew the pick. Matthew Ch- Kachuk should be wearing orange and blue today. We now have a coach, but we need some real scouts. That one comes to us from Dudley. Well, the, the scouting staff has taken significant change even since 2016. Yep, uh, and, and Spec, as you know, uh, Calgary wanted to trade up to get Yesapoliarvi in that draft year. We know that. Oh, there's no no one here is saying that. Like I think there's 30 GMs in that position would have taken Poliarvi fourth. That right. was the guy that you picked. And I but really now we're talking about development. And for the record, you know this. I love Matthew Kachuk in that draft yeah, year. Who doesn't like Matthew. And I was told sure. I was out of my depth. And uh, and the Oilers were had had Poliarvi not been there at three, or if he'd gone at three, picking a defenseman, they would have been taking Mikhail Sergachev, who. That's turned out to be a very good pick as the well. The big decision that that in that draft with that pick, frankly, was: do you take Sergachev or do you take Yolevi? Yeah. And f- to be honest, it's kind of funny, right? Pulyarvi is, you know, we're waiting on him, and in Vancouver, boy, they're waiting on Yolevi, and he's not made a ton of progress. Uh, out of Rocky Mountain House, uh, we should have never traded Taylor Hall or Jordan Eberle. Everything would have been fine right now. Um, Mark is right about the W's. We haven't had success because there are too many Chiefs. Oh, we can't finish the rest of that sentence off. Uh, I can see, says Andrew, where both of you are coming from. We're just looking for an answer. We're having a debate. And all I'm saying... Yeah, it's a good debate. And all I'm saying is, based upon the lack of production that's already uh, happened here, to me it's inevitable that we're going to see Kyler Yamamoto return to the team sometime maybe as early as in the next two weeks. Yep. And he and Paul Yarvey, when they re- uh, they're probably both going to get a look at the top six. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's at this point. Uh, and, Mark, you can say it hasn't worked to now. Well, and it hasn't you, worked to now. But you know what? I'll also give you this, that at this point you've given your veteran group here uh, 23 games or whatever we're at. You know, to for someone to come forward, well, Alex Chason has, uh, but there needs to be a couple more Alex Chasons. I'm not saying everyone needs 10 goals, but a few goals wouldn't hurt. Yeah. And they've they're proving that you got to go to a plan B. And frankly, the only plan B is to dig into your depth in the minors and see who you got down there that might be able to score. Milan Lucic, one goal. Ryan Strom, one goal before being traded. Well, Ryan Strom, Ryan Spooner, one goal combined for those two players. Yes. Cam Talbot. Even, yeah. even a guy like Cassian, who's a, what's Cass, a 10-goal guy? Yeah. You know? It's been seven the last couple of years. Yeah, you're, like, if you're a 10-goal guy, that's fine. That's really all we're expecting. But, and just, just in terms of the scouting. need to start towards 10 here. Let's go. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, I do believe the scouting has changed the last couple of years. I think there's been greater emphasis on hockey sense. And I think we'll see that come to fruition. I think they're hitting on more guys. It's it appears to be over the sure. and they're definitely got a better structure in their minor league system. And again, this was discussed. Yep. All right, off to a global news. Hey, thanks for coming in. Hey, hey, buddy, my pleasure. Can you send up that Bailey's for me? Is that all right? It's cold up there, here. There's it, it is. Yes, it is. No drinking on the job, Bob. I'll it, drink it for you because I'm now off the job. It, it, it's. <laughs> 
It's it's so cold right now that the lawyers over at James H. Brown and company, uh, they got their hands in their own pockets today. That's how cold it is. That's the oldest joke of the book. Hey, Trent, just wanted to say hi. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.